Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Don Fields from Bill by Don Fields in Alexandria, Louisiana. Don, how are we doing today, man? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing great, man. Doing great. Thank you for coming on. I am looking forward to this conversation. Uh, industry expert, right? Industry veteran. So, like, really cool to hear just your story, man, and, like, the, uh, you know, the changes you've seen in this industry over the past, you know, 30-plus years. So, I know your facility here has been open for about that 30 years, right, in, in right. Louisiana. So, just talk to us, Don, and the listeners, like, how you got started in the business and in the industry, kind of what that whole journey has been like and was like for you. Well, the thing about that is initially my whole thing was coaching and teaching. You know, I played uh, college football. I played for Hillsdale College. And um, I was an offensive lineman at six foot one. And I was undersized, yeah. you know, all through high school and also in college. So I had to hit the weights. So I enjoyed lifting weights, had no idea what the heck I was doing and neither did they. Um, and then went out of college and coached high school uh, for two years at South Bend St. Joe, which is the high school connected to Notre Dame. Uh, you had Notre Dame and St. Mary's and Holy Cross and St. Joe was the high school. Okay. And I coached there for a while and I enjoyed it. I love the kids is what I love doing. And, you know, started working with weightlifting with them, coach football, wrestling and track. Uh, decided I wanted a little bit more. Uh, there was a strength coach's seminar and I went to it uh, as a high school coach and what he had to say just ignited. It's like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And I ended up walking into, long story short, uh, walking into the weight room at the University of Texas with my resume in my hand and slapped it down on the table and said, hey, I want to do this. Uh, luckily for me, he said yes. Uh, luckily for me, his name was Dana LaDuke, and he was a Olympic shot putter for the United States. And on his staff was Bishop Dolagevich, who was Canadian shot putter, Oscar Jacobson, who was, who was the Icelandic uh, wow. shot putter, and Robbie Robinson, who was an American alternate shot putter. And during that time, I got to work with the football team and all the different sports and those kind of things and learned a lot. Because at that point in time, Austin was a mecca for all the Olympic athletes. Um, and I wanted to be a strength coach. So year and a half into it, got my degree, got ready to roll, kept trying to get strength coaching jobs. And at that point in time, you got to realize this is you know, 82, 83, 81. And the industry, as you see it now, did not exist. Okay, you, you've heard of the National Strength Coaching Certification, yes? yes okay, yes. while I was at Texas, if I would have filled out the form and answered five questions, I'd have been certified. Okay. okay. Because of my degree and because of where I was, I would have grandfathered in. Yeah, it's a little bit further than that now. Um, so... But I kept stumbling into, because again, remember this, this industry, as far as a strength coach was, you had one strength coach and you had some GAs and that was about it. 
and not every school had them. Um, so I got tired of waiting and I went to work at a gym there in Austin, uh, Supreme Court and Racquetball. Worked my way up, ended up being the CEO over five, you know, 20,000 square foot gyms all throughout Austin. And when Austin blew up in 85, 86, I blew up with it uh, and ended up not having, you know, it was like, oh, shoot, now how am I going to make money? Um, the guys that were at Texas when I was there, it's an interesting group um, that wanted me to train them. So I would train them uh, and I kind of got kicked off on it. I had a buddy of mine that had another gym and then I started training other people and realized this is like 86, 87. Um, and the gentleman that I were working out was like Kelly Gruber, who was a third baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, you know, Ron Reynolds, who was a catcher. And then there was another guy that some people knew that I, I knew a little bit when I was at Texas uh, Roger Clements. Yeah. People have heard of him, Yeah, but they were, the, they were the guys, right. you know, it's like, okay, if you're a high school coach and you have a room full of your athletes, they're your guys. These were just my, he was not there. None of them were who they are to everybody else. Sure. They were just my guys. And I trained, sure. uh, I ended up moving, getting ready to get out of there. And, and I moved to Alexandria and I started a strength, uh, camp here in the summer and that evolved into a job at a local gym which evolved into more personal training and the personal training is really what I truly enjoyed and I'm going to be quite honest with you and you know this if you work for somebody else at their gym you're never really going to make it you're not going to make it I mean it's it's great and it's money but it's not the money that it could be. And my dream had always been to have my own gym. Um, and I slowly splintered off from them uh, doing the personal training and those kind of things. And one of my clients, uh, Rob Rayford, allowed me to build, put a gym in his office. Realized he had a very big office. Right. A big jet sitting outside that was mounted. So yeah, you know what I'm dealing with. And about a year and a half, two years into that, he looked at me and said, Don, you need to open a gym. He said, you're bringing 90 people in my office every day and they got to go. They, they just got to go. And uh, so I opened my gym. I was still doing the strength camp every summer. Uh, it's the, I'm coming up on the 35th annual strength camp. Um and so that was going on and I opened my gym, uh, still doing personal training and understand that while I was at Texas, I worked with all the athletes. And of course, then there's the degree, but I was the one who wanted to work with the doctors on the rehab. So when they would send the guys up, I, they would show, do this, do that, do this, do that. So to this day, yes, I have athletes. I got a guy playing for the Steelers right now who was with me in the seventh grade, uh, John LeGlue. Um, he just got his starting position with the Steelers this last go round. Um, and there's several of them that are out there, uh, have been out there. Um, and, but in the same token, I can work with, like I had one lady who has had a stroke, had another person who has had, you know, a bad car accident. I had, you know, do neural. So I can do everything from a stroke victim all the way up to, 
you know, somebody in the NFL or in the Olympics, right. Right. everything in between. Right. And right. so the, the gym that I have, you've seen pictures of it. It's, it's an iron gym, you know, it's not pretty. Um, it can cover any gambit that you want. You know, there's a circuit uh, in there from the eighties. There's hammer strength. There's a big dumbbell room. There's bumpers and kettlebells and, the outside gym has your tires and your box jumps and everything you can imagine. So it kind of covers the whole gambit. Sure. It looks pretty to me, Don. That's pretty to me, you know? Oh, that, yeah. It's gorgeous to me. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, man, I saw the, I was on your website earlier today and I was like, oh yeah, I like, this is going to be fun. I like this. So uh, yeah, obviously you've been an industry, you know, industry veteran for a while. What are some of the, you talked about the certification changes. Just what are the, some of the biggest changes you've seen over these past, you know, 30, 40 years now within this industry, you know, from your, from your experience? You know, the interesting thing was way back when it was free weights, yeah. everything was free weights. And because that's basically all we had. Yeah. And if you, you know, I worked out at a place and when I was playing ball back in South Bend, Indiana called Dave's gym and um, they made a leg curl. They, you know, we made, lap poles where you'd put a, a pulley up on top and a pulley down below and a pulley back up on top. And, you know, the lap poles was a weight stack that was lifted on a cord and, you know, you were pulling it and doing that kind of stuff. And, uh, cause there were, there were no, other than a universal machine, there were no machines, there were no machines. Right. And that walked along for a long period of time. But then while I was in college, that's when Nautilus took off. Yep. Yep. And Nautilus, Nautilus was a game changer for the entire industry um, in a lot of ways, some good, some bad. Um, you know, the interesting thing with that is the nice thing about Nautilus is you were able to isolate even more than you could with dumbbells. I mean, yes, laying on a bench and doing flies, you can work on your chest. But in the same token, if you have a pec, uh, a pec deck or a cross cable, there's so many different angles that you can do to isolate directly on what you want to isolate. Um, you know, and that's where circuit training came from. The circuit training came from. Um, you know, and there is th that whole idea about a super circuit where. The one the club that I worked at in Austin back in the early '60s had a tape going stop move to the next machine oh wow so oh, yeah. and then it would give you a 45 second interval and it would go stop and you'd have 15 seconds to get to the next machine or get on the floor and do your supplementary lift and then go but it was just continual over i'd go to sleep at night here and stop move to the next machine uh, it's just, but, but there was that circuit training that was going on and that was a game changer and then you turned around and you had Nautilus where everyone was painting their stuff that blue color with Naga hide, if you, whether it was Nautilus or not. And then um, I believe it was Cybex that came out with the adjustable and that changed what actually changed everything. Um, because now somebody who was six foot seven could get in the same machine with somebody who was five foot one because you could adjust it. And the, as it went on, you got more 
changes and changes. And Cybex Eagle was like the first one that you really could isolate on range of motion and those kind of things. Um, so everyone started putting those in their deal. Well, then they, as I understand it, Cybex made their engineers angry and they went down and talked to a little welding shop in Rain, Louisiana, just south <clears throat> from here. And then Bodymaster was born. Okay. Yep. And so at that time, when in looking at that, you know, you've got people were doing stairmasters and they were running on the treadmill and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, as that started to evolve and go up, and they started, you know, free weights are bad, machines are better, and so forth and so on. And they started going further and further away from uh, free weights and more uh, into machine not realizing the detriment of doing that. Um, and then you turn around and you get closer into the 2000s and that's when CrossFit started. And you know the funny thing is to me, the basis of CrossFit uh, is exactly the same basis as the Nautilus super circuit. Right. The idea right. is to keep moving mm -hmm. and to push that heart rate. And what I like most about it is it does emphasize the one major thing of fitness level is that fast recovery heart rate. How high can you get it safely and how long does it take for it to return? That being able to oxygenate the body quickly is the true measure of fitness, however you move. You know, that's that's the truest measure. Um, and then, so it, it goes from machines to this, to free motion, to blah, 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 so forth and so on. And it comes right back to free weights. Yeah, for sure. Free weights and body, body yeah. the full circle. Full and circle. it's always going to come back to that. It always is. It has to, right? And I, and I agree. And uh, yeah, you're rattling off some of those equipment companies. I have I have some Body Masters pieces in my garage, so like it's uh it's still good stuff, right? It's in it, it holds up. But yeah, it all comes back to the free weight. So uh, let's dive into you know the actual your business there, Don, built by Don Fields, big space. You guys have what 14,000 square feet, right, in that neighborhood, indoor. Yeah, all, all together, all indoor, outdoor. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is so yeah, tell us about like your business model and what you guys do there. Okay, business model is real simple, and it comes from what it came from. I was doing the one-on-ones, and so I built a 3,600-square-foot facility to do my one-on-ones and eventually do my strength camps here and work with my athletes and my groups. When I went to go and get the loan for it, the loan officer looked at me and said, it's not big enough. I said, well, I, that's nice. I'm glad you said that, but I'm not borrowing more money not going to happen. Right. And so I added on and added on and added on. But the basis of it originally was a place for me to do my one-on-ones without a gym owner standing over me, yeah. reaching in my pocket every five seconds. Sure. That was sure. the initial premise of the whole thing. Um, and I opened it up for memberships. Well, the next thing I know, I got people all over the place. So I start busting down walls and I do construction myself and started, you know, building more space. I had built my equipment, uh, you know, bought the steel and made the benches and all that. 
So to do that was not a big deal. So it has evolved to the point that there's three of us here. There's two other guys that train uh, clients here and they make their money being a trainer. Yeah. I make yeah. my money off of them by them having their people join the club. Yeah. Yeah. So the train, it's kind of like a co-op. You come in and you use my facility. What the facility yeah. needs from you is that membership. Sure. What that facility sure. needs for you as a trainer is watching over the gym, you know, uh, making sure it stays picked up, making sure things are safe. If you're over there looking and you see somebody doing something wrong, you stop and you speak to them and explain it to them in a nice manner. Um, and so that's their part on it. My part on it is it's once again, I'm doing my one-on-ones and I don't have a gym, uh, a gym owner over my head reaching in my pocket. My pocket sure. is the pocket. And the gym does its own thing. I don't touch that money. And I do my thing. And unfortunately, the gym touches my money from time to time. Right, right. Of course. What, uh, what is the day in the life for you like now, Don? I know you said you're still coaching, love training clients. Yeah. Uh, we're on a podcast now, obviously. What's like a typical, you know, Friday like for you? Uh, Fridays are my easy day. I got here at 4. Uh, my first one was at 4.30. I ran all the way up to 30 minutes before we started. Uh, Now I'm sitting down here. Um, This is a Friday. Now Fridays are different. So I will be here and we'll be talking until we're done. And then I will go home. I have a beautiful wife, Kelly, and kids. And uh, my son is still in high school. Uh, He graduates this year. Um, And so my favorite pastime is building hot rods i build cars and motorcycles and trucks and all that kind of stuff but a typical day would be more like a thursday where i got here on at four o'clock in the morning and my first client was by 4 30 and i'm rolling and i got somebody every half hour i usually get a break about 1 1 30 or 2 uh, somewhere in there then i start right back up at three and I go till about five, five thirty, um, yeah. and then I have somebody come in that is doing nothing but watching over the gym. Sure, uh, sure. They clean it, they scrub it, they mop it every night, uh, put everything away, spot people if they need it, that kind of stuff. And yeah. my trainers, you know, work out throughout the day. And yeah. that's yeah. that's my. Of course, you know, I come in on Sunday mornings and I do all the week long paperwork and that kind of stuff and. Make sure I'm prepped for the week. I'm not just business-wise, but on my side. Uh, tomorrow, I'll come in until about 10, 11 o'clock. Um, if something needs to be fixed, I'll come back and spend that time fixing it. That That's, yeah, that's my day. A lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats in here. Can, you can hear me, right? I can hear you. Okay, yeah, it's a little uh, crack over there. But yeah, Don, do you do 30-minute sessions? I heard you say you do 30-minute sessions. Is that, they're all 30 minutes? It depends. It depends on who I'm dealing with. Uh, A general session is 30 minutes directly with me. Um, You, they come in, they get warmed up, they get stretched out on things that I've taught them um, and realize it's, it's a huge gamut of what I'm working with. Sure. Uh, So they come in 15 minutes early, get, you know, break a little sweat, get rolling and we will hit it uh, for 30 minutes. And it depends on what I'm trying to do. You know, if I'm dealing with the general public that is just looking for 
looking better, good tone, that kind of thing uh, in a safe manner. It's what we used to call supersets and giant sets and they're bouncing all over the place and they're not stopping. Uh, and then when we get done with their 30 minutes, they get homework. Okay, now you need to go finish with this, this, yeah. and this, and this. And then you need to do, some of them go on the step mill, some of them go on a treadmill, some of them have stuff to do outside. You know, it's just a matter of, so it ends up being an hour before it's over with. <laughs> and that depends now, my athletes, that's a different story. You know, they, it, it, if they want strength, we focus on that or some of them come multiple days and we'll do this on this day, that on that day. Then there's speed development, uh, you know, where we'll pull out different things that I've learned over the years uh, to work on the footwork and the balance. And then again, it depends on the sport. Uh, and that's the thing. That's I think that's the biggest thing where I have a problem in today's world with people who are supposedly training athletes that has a specific sport mm -hmm. you know there is such a, a thing that you have to do there's things that you have to do you have to set a base you never take a kid and pull out the new york yankees workout and say here we go i've seen it i've seen it i've seen it you know, you've got to set a base of strength and that's your squats and your bench and your dumbbells and your pull-ups and your back and your connective tissue and everything. It's got to be a slow blend upwards. And then, you know, it's got to be specificity of exercise, not just for the person, but for the sport that they're doing. You know, uh, the biggest story that I tell is I had a young man that went to LSU if you notice, I don't know how much you follow that, they just removed the strength coach that had been there forever and ever. Yeah, yeah. And this, this young man had been with me since the seventh grade. Yeah. And he was used to, in the summer when I do the camp, you've got the lineman's workout is here, and there's an abbreviation for defensive lineman versus offensive lineman. And then you've got the speed guys are over here, and there's a abbreviation for those that throw and those that are DBs and receivers. And then you've got a running backs workout over here, which is close to that, but also close to the power, but they're depending on what kind of running back there are. And then there's a fourth category, which is hybrids. Hybrids are people who are linebackers, tight ends, fullbacks, but then they do multiple things. And all those workouts are all different mm -hmm. because what is asked of them is totally different. And in today's world, I'm watching, and it's like he told me, I turned to them and said, said, well, where's the linebacker workout? And they went, well, no, that's the workout. We all do it. Yeah. That yeah. makes no sense. It I, makes I, no I, sense. It makes no sense, not just in sports. It makes no sense for anybody. Yeah. Because it's like what I do with nutrition, there's no two people that are the same. <clears throat> there has to be the ability to abbreviate for someone who is very, very strong on the bench, but not very flexible and not very strong in your legs. There has to be a way to counterbalance that to get them even all the way around. And it's the same thing with when you're going through your workout, are you seriously looking at what you're working? 
This is a lesson that I learned in the early 80s when I was at Texas. We went up to see the strength coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Well, okay, one of the secrets of the Dallas Cowboys dynasty was they were the first ones to discover computers. And so when they were on the field, they could pull out this sheet and said, okay, it's first and 10 from the 30 yard line. They're in this formation. Yeah. Uh, they're going to run a dive to the right. Right, right. Well, he took that computer and he inputted his workout with what muscle groups that it did and mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. And what it spit out was, okay, you have an 80% load on your back, but only a 30% load on your chest. Wow. You have wow. this percentage on your quad, this percentage on your hamstring. You're doing this percentage of static. You're doing this percentage of ballistic. Right. So you've got to balance front and back. You've got to, yeah. you know, there, there, there are so many things that you have to look at. You have to look at that of what you're doing. You have to look at what the load of the person is and where you're trying to go with them. You, you've got to make sure that you get the correct balances like hamstring to quadriceps. You know, if you're working squats and leg extensions and lunges and box jumps and blah, 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 and so forth and so on. And you're doing all these things for that quad and hip flexor and glute, but you're doing three sets of 10 on your hamstring. Um, and, and I'm sorry, your hamstring muscle to me, I'm waiting for somebody to prove me wrong, is no different than your bicep. Oh, the same thing. You mentioned that it works. And what strengthens it is the same motion as doing your bicep. Right. So any other motion doesn't work if you're hamstring. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it's all of that, learning how to put all that. And you do that with everybody, no, no matter who the person is. And, yeah. and go from there. Yeah, I love it. I love, uh, I love your experience, man, and your knowledge. Um, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm interested, Don, in like, with a 30-minute session, are you able to, like, stack two clients in, in the same hour? I try not to. Try not to? Okay, so you give that a person that full I, hour. I really – Okay. You know, I was blessed with the ability to be training you but see the room. Sure, sure. I can see the room, you know, and it's like – it was one of the things when I coached football, if we were to run a play, I could step back and watch it and tell you what everybody did. Right. Okay. It's just one of those things. It's just yeah. one of those things I can do. Sure, you know, sure. that's one of the reasons why I have mirrors all over my gym because okay. there'll be somebody in the back doing something wrong and say, Hey, widen your feet out. And, and they look at, What? It's like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's watching. He's always watching. He's <laughs> <laughs> got eyes everywhere. He sees it yeah. all. I love it. Um, Don, so like you, this gym has been open 30 years, right? So marketing, I'm sure, is interesting at this point. Like, do you have a marketing strategy? Are you like, what is first, maybe what is the, uh, the open gym membership? What does that look like? How many folks do you have in, in that program? You know, I'm in the range of about three, 350, 400, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, I would say that we get over 400 because of a lot of different reasons. You know, there are people that only walk in my door to do one-on-ones with me. Right. Um, so the gym is actually being taken care of because I own the gym. So I don't always, you know, if it's, if it's somebody who comes in in a wheelchair and they come in three times a week, 
and they don't use it, there's no other reason for them to use it. They just pay me to do the one-on-one -on -one and they go out the door. Right. Um, there are um, there are several things. Uh, weekly passes are big here. Uh, daily passes are big here, mostly because I understand that I'm in Alexander, Louisiana. I am not in, you know, in Dallas. Uh, day passes five bucks, week passes ten bucks. Whether you live here or whether you don't live here, it doesn't matter. That's that just it is what it is. Um, so that's a big cursor. There's things that I would like to do to help the revenue. I'm just not able to do that because I don't have. This, the right staff to do. I don't have a staff to do that, to be quite honest with you. Um, so, and, and I'm sorry, I just blank. What was your original question? Oh, no, just uh, going after was the, yeah, I know you do have open gym membership, PT side of the business, right. two sides right. of the business. And just like the marketing aspects, you've been open 30 years. Do you market right. or is it kind of just like an organic? Yes, and, 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 and that's an interesting thing, depending on how far you want me to go with this. Because 30 years ago when I opened, right. okay, if you wanted somebody to see it, you put it in the newspaper. Right. If you wanted somebody to hear it, you put it on the local radio station. Right. right. And if you wanted to become an expert, you went on TV. Right. Okay. All of that was local. Yep. And that's what I, I would do. Uh, of course, word of mouth. Okay. Well, there is no newspaper anymore. No. Uh, no one listens to local radio and all of TV is cable. And yeah. if you put your stuff, if you're in a small place like me and I put it on the TV, it's a hundred miles away being seen by somebody else on cable, which right. doesn't do me any good. Right. So the whole realm of going with the social media you know, I have a website, I have a Facebook page that is for Built by Don Fields. I have one for myself. Uh, I do some marketing through, I used to do a bunch of marketing through Facebook until they got all squirrely and then I kind of stopped that. Um, and then um, I hired a, a company that is doing my webpage, but they're also doing all the things that you know, the trigger words and those kind of things that, and, and they have done just a wonderful job for me. Uh, and it makes, you know, it, my, if you Google gyms in Alexandria, Louisiana, you know, I'm number one or number two, and that's what's fighting with very large corporations uh, and hospitals. And of course, Barney's gym is here in town. Um, so you're fighting that national chain. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you, uh, with the Facebook ads, and obviously it's a massive platform, right? These days, Facebook, Instagram, right. yeah. TikTok, Google, Spotify, ads are now a thing. Um, what's your experience been like with that, Don? You said it, it was good, and then you tried it recently and got a little weird and not didn't work so well. How much well, how much money have you gone down that road marketing budget-wise with, with those? Not, I really don't do that much marketing, you know, and I'm going to tell you this, and this is the honest-to-goodness truth. Sure. I am... I am blessed by the Lord and um, I've been here a long time right. and they know me. Yeah. And if, you know, um, all, all I got to do is get out. And when I walk through the grocery stores, I'm forever handing out guest passes and right. this, thing. It's, it's just a constant and it's, and it's a wonderful thing. Um, awesome. you know, yeah. So my marketing is still very strongly, and this is the thing that people forget, 
you know, you want to talk about marketing, you want to talk about what you have. Um, uh, when I was working at the Supreme Court in Racquetball in Austin, uh, one of the owners uh, used to work for Jack LaLanne. Okay. Back when Jack LaLanne had his gyms. And he told me something that Jack LaLanne told him, and I have never forgotten this. And I tell all my people this, and it's how I operate my business. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Thousand percent. Yep. You know, so everybody walks in my gym and say, hey, how you doing? Fist bump to the kids, you know, toss them a towel, kind of watch what they're doing. Say, have you tried this, this, and this? Hey, have you heard about this? blah, 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 so forth and so on. Because so many people who are gym owners forget they're not the boss. I, I've been here for 30 years and I'm not the boss of this place. The one right. who's the boss of this place is the people that are walking in the door. That's my boss, sure. you know, and I'm sure not going to piss off my boss because he's going to quit paying me. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, and it's like people forget that. It's yeah. like, you know, I agree, man. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, they pay the bills. We have to keep our members happy. It's what keeps it going. We're serving them, right? End of the day, we're serving them. And that brings me to like retention. So we've been there thirty years, doing a thousand things right. You know, to I'm sure you've had members there probably from day one potentially, I right? I yeah, do. So which, yes, which yes. is awesome. And I think you kind of just touched on it, Don. But what do you see as like key indicators for good retention, for good like, member engagement? You know, within your within your community there at the gym. What helps retention? What keeps people coming back day after day, month after month, year after year, you know, through your experience there? To a point, and it's the lesser point in the long run, it is what you have in the facility okay. as far as the equipment that, and I've been here for, and, and I lift weights. I still lift. I got toys everywhere. I mean, it's, it's jammed full of this and that and, you know, and, and one of the things that you got to watch, and again, let me reemphasize this, what you have in your facility is the lowest denominator of what retains people. Right. It's the lowest, the absolute lowest. Right. Um, you know, you have a nice shiny brand new treadmill. Well, that's great. But if you don't yeah. motivate somebody to get on it, and explain it to them and show all the stuff that you can do to it and show them some attention and show them some love. It's just a nice shiny treadmill sitting in your dog on gym. And people have those in their houses all over the place and they're not motivated to go get on, you know? Um, but one of the things that I indicate, cause I'm getting ready to do some movements for some stuff that I want is, and I was telling them what I was, some of the guys, what I was going to do, they're like, well, why are you doing it? And I said, okay, a gym is like a movie theater. It's all about butts in the seat. And if you got a piece of equipment that's taking up space and no one's getting in it, it needs to go. It needs to go. I don't care how much you paid for it. It's got to go. And you need to put something in there because you can transform a space in your gym by just putting the right thing in there that fits the needs of the people that you have. And the only way you know the needs of the people is if you're in there with them. You know, every morning at four o'clock, I do my first one at 430. And when I get done with them about five, 530, my stuff goes on and I start my workout right. in right. with everybody, you know, and I'm right. in there training myself while talking to them, but doing my, and they see me 
doing it. So yeah. the lowest denominator is what you have in your facility. Yeah. Above that is your cleanliness. Above that is cleanliness. Right. You know, they may not say anything. They may not, they may like the hole in the wall, Jim, which is what I am, but they like that the floors are mopped every day. They like that the fact that it doesn't smell like, I've been here for 30 years. It doesn't smell like sweat. It smells like Lysol. You know, it's, it's, it's clean, it's scrubbed, you know, and that cleanliness so that it's open and inviting when they come in the door, that's important. Um, that's above what you have in there is how clean you keep it and how well you maintain it, uh, that you don't have a piece of equipment that's broken for a year, still sitting there with a sign out of order and you haven't addressed it. Um, then the most important thing, well, above that, above that would be having a staff that's in here that knows what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, uh, Barney's gym has trainers that have taking a six hour fill in the blank certification. And that's about as much as they know. Right. If somebody in there needs to know something. I've got another trainer that's here with me, Stephen Brooks, and he also has a master's in exercise physiology. I was at Texas. He was at FIU. Um, and so it, it's, you have to have a knowledge base so that when they ask you a question, a question, you can give them a correct response. And a lot of times you end up with a lot of people and it ends up being a discussion. And they ask this question well, because of this, 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 and this, and you've got to explain to the people why it is you do what you do. Don't just take them through. Don't pick up your phone and look at your phone as they're counting off their reps. Oh, do this, this, and this. Look back at your phone. Phone should be left to the front desk and you should be doing your gig. Um, and, and lastly, the most important thing is kind of like that TV show Cheers. You want to go to a place where everybody knows your name. Sure. You know, you know, there's a I had a guy that I was talking to that has a baseball thing here in town. And we were talking about doing some different things together. And uh, a high school kid came in the door, you know, and I said, hey, buddy, how's it going? And I fist bumped him. And I said, what are you working today? And he was telling me he was working. I said, we well, need some help. Give me a holler. And, and we, then we started walking again. He looked at me and he goes, that dude just got a fist bump from Don Fields. Nice. <laughs> He's my boss. <laughs> He's my boss. <laughs> I don't know how else to tell you that. Right. Uh, Very cool. You know, and it's just, it's got to be open. It's got to be friendly. It's got to be friendly for everybody. And you have to pay attention and you have to make sure that male or female doesn't get harassed in there, that there is no shaming going on. And the other thing is, you know, I walk around, if someone's sitting on one of my machines with a phone in their hand and they've been sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, they are going to also be instructed to go down the street as Barney's gym. You can go down there and sit on any machine you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. attention. It's yeah. attention. And then you, because if you know what you're doing, if you know what you're doing and you give them the attention, they are going to get the results. You slap that T-shirt on them yeah. that has your name on it. And they're looking at them going, what in the world are you doing? Well, I'm working out at Don Fields. Right, right. That's, there's your marketing. That's everything. I agree totally. And like, uh, 
like you said, just to be all in and to care, to give it, to give a shit for lack of better words, you know, it's like, and that's right. sometimes, sometimes lacking in this industry, you know, and, and we've all seen it, you know, in, in many places, Don. So yeah, man, I, I think those are all awesome pieces of advice, especially for, you know, our younger listeners that maybe want to open a gym, mm-hmm. uh, get this industry here down the road. Uh, really massive part of what we do, like building that relationship with people and that accountability. You mentioned earlier, and we'll kind of make this our last piece, but like goals, you mentioned you wanted to add some new revenue streams or you're looking at doing that. What are you yes. looking at do, Don, like the next, you know, like the next 12 months to, you know, the next year or so with Downfields, uh, built by Downfields. What are you looking to accomplish uh, goal-wise, business-wise to add these new revenue streams or is there something else you're looking to do? No, this it's well, there's something else I'm looking to do on my time off. I want to build hot rods and make money in it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but that's something totally different. Um, you know, the change in what we do is, you know, I remember back in, in the early, early 80s when you talked about a gym and when you talked about your marketing and you would pit, put a pin on where the gym was and you would make a string on the map that was a 20 minute radius and circle that 20 minute radius. And that was your market. That was your market, you know, and you had to go work that 20 minute radius to your gym because no one would want to pass another gym to go to your gym, or you really, really need to have something that you would make them want to do that. And every gym was like that. It was a 20 minute radius. That's changed. The internet has changed everything. There are the ability to market out there what you're doing right now. Um, Out there that's past that 20 minute radius. And, you know, you get to the point that your face, your name, your things, what you accomplish, the workouts, this, that, and the other uh, gets out there. Well, the next, you know, somebody's going to want to buy your t-shirt and somebody's going to want to buy some of your materials. Oh yeah. And I, you know, I've done a strength camp for high school football for the last 30 some years. And I have that whole package that starts at the end of May and goes all the way through the entire year and then back in May again. And I would love to get to the point to be able to get with somebody and say, look, here, here's everything that's in my brain. Yep. Go market it. Go right. do something with it. Because there's a ton of stuff. And I can't, I can't, I don't have time to stop and do all that. Uh, there's things at the front desk that we could do with drinks and smoothies and nutrition and t-shirts and this, that, and the other. I I don't have time. Yep. I don't have time because when I'm here during the day, a lot of times I'm here by myself. Right, right. And I don't have time to do all that. Um, in the long run, I would like to get to the point that I could get my revenue of the club to be able to hire somebody with a stipling to keep them there, but do all the incentives of so you make you give the gym this, you get this, you get this, you get this. I, I would love to get to that point. Yeah, I think that's not awesome. there. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a continuous journey, right? It's always we're always growing and uh, always looking for right. ways we can add services and obviously revenue streams uh, for us and for the members. And I think it's all you know terrific stuff. And uh, 
Yeah, Don, you bring a lot of this knowledge to this business. So my last question, man, and, uh, you know, I only ask the folks that have been doing this for, you know, at least, at least 10 years, right? Again, we have listeners who are looking to come up in the industry, open a gym. We've touched on this a few times, but I feel like one key piece of advice to that person looking to open a gym, uh, like, you know, to you like 30 years ago, like what would you give that advice to that person listening to, to set them up for like success? You have to be very frugal and smart with your budget. Mm. You have to see, I was very lucky in that that gentleman let me open up a gym in his office so that when I went to the banker, I went, here's two years of revenues that I am doing. Mm. We are only going to work off of these revenues of what I am doing. This is what I can pay. This is what I can handle. This is what I can do. The biggest mistake that I see over and over and over and over. When I opened my gym, I had a friend, same friend that I'm doing my hot rods at, his his body shop. Um, We bought steel. And I spent months designing my own bench, my own squat racks, my own power racks, my own... uh, uh, utility benches, inclines, everything. We went into his shop one Saturday morning at about 10 o'clock and I had a guy cutting steel and I was holding the pieces and my buddy Ray Hyde was welding. And we started at 10 o'clock and by six o'clock that night, my entire gym was sitting in his shop. So again, I didn't have him, but see, this was three benches, two inclines, four power racks, uh, dumbbell racks that can go all the way up to a hundred. Um, this, that, and the other, all, you know, all the free weight things because I knew how to make them, um, because I, I can build and they were my design. So it's kind of like they did with body master when they pulled in Boyer Co who after they did their thing, Boyer come look at this. He said, well, change this, change that, change this. You know, we would build it. I would get on it. Oh yeah, this is good. This is good. This will work. This will work. And just keep going and doing it that way. And so that the only real cost of my uh, equipment wise, because remember I told you it's, it's, it's important what you have in there. The circuit that I put in, and it was an old Cybex circuit that was beat up that I stripped down, painted, you know, recovered, put back in there. Uh, My cardio was my biggest expense, but here's what I'm gonna say. Okay, I've been here for 30 years. Um, I have a couple of benches that I bought brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Everything else used, right? Everything else was used. Yeah, yeah. Because what what I do, as I sit and watch these people go out and buy all this stuff, right. and then they're open for about a month or two or three or four, or maybe a year or maybe two. And then they go, yeah. And when they go, I yeah. buy it for pennies on a dollar. There you go. Right. It's uh, yeah. I, I'm so glad you said that, you know, I was always like, you know, there's better ways to spend the money we make, I think than on fancy equipment, you know, mm-hmm. in the gym. So like, yeah, I'm really, really glad you said it. And especially, with you having this gym for 30 years. And I think that's, uh, that's really great advice, man. You know, and uh, yeah, don't, you don't have to go big right away. We go small. No. Leave let, it back let, to you. 
you you if you go small yeah and this is and i'm just saying i'm saying this obviously because it's, it's what i did right. if you go small as your business grows yeah. as your business grows your now don't fence yourself in that you right. don't have a plan a a plan b a plan c a plan you you better have a plan yeah. If you think you're just going to open up this big thing that you're in this place that used to be a grocery store and you're going to put all this, this weight equipment in and everybody's going to come flocking, mm, not going to happen. No, no, they no. may come at first, but then you got to hang on to them. See, and that's the other thing. Everybody, you know, I have a niche. My niche is when I sell a membership, I just had two couples show up today and they said, well, we want to join your gym. What, what can you tell me? I said, let me make this real simple. And I pulled out four cards, gave them a week's pass for free. Yeah. Here's your card. There's the gym. Come walk around. Tell me what you like. You like this? You like that? Okay, we have this. We have that. We, what else do you like? How do you like to do it? Do you need help? Do you, you know, that kind of stuff. He said, okay, there you go. A week. Because right. my gym is very old school. And I am I'm surrounded by everything but what I am. And if right. you like right. my gym, you won't like another gym. Right. Awesome. Because it can handle, you want to do cardio and circuit training, there it is. You want to do CrossFit, well, you can do it right over there, or you can go outside and do it. You know, you want to do powerlifting, well, there's the platform, there's the bars, there's the stuff. You want to train for football, well, here we go. Here's the ladder, here's this, here's the program sitting on the board. What's your position? That's the one you want right there, there it is. Have at it, and and that all of that is, is 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 just important. That's important. Having the stuff for them to be able to do it. In the same token, you don't want to go out and solicit a bunch of high schools to train their thirty athletes, and you only have one power rack. Yeah, it's not going to work. Right. It's just not going to make it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I love that you made uh, initially made your own equipment. Like that's. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. You know? Well, when you look at my website and look at yeah. the stuff that's outside, yeah, that's it. That's I watched the video earlier. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I love that. Don. I think that's, I think that's awesome, man. We don't see that anymore. That's for sure. You could start an equipment company, you know, on the, on the side, yeah. <laughs> take the place of like Arsenal's new line, you know, take, take, uh, take uh, all their crazy stuff. But Don, I appreciate this man so much. Where can the listeners check you out on uh, your website, social media? Where can we find you guys? Okay, the website is www.builtbydonfields.net. That's the website. Okay, uh, Facebook is Built by Don Fields, yep. um, and I have been starting to do a little bit more of just using my personal because yep. it it got hard to link into my Facebook of the gym and my Facebook that was personal. Uh, it was hard to do both. It was like impossible to do both. It used to be real simple. When I posted into one, it automatically posted me, and they changed that. I don't, I don't know why, but they did. Um, but I'm starting to post up. Like right now, I've been playing with some nutritional stuff that that of my experience of all the years, and have gotten some rather interesting results um, by com- combining like several different programs into one. And I'm kind of playing with my some of my. Uh, clients you know doing this doing that doing this doing that but i'm starting to put that into my facebook page very cool awesome great way to reach people like you said and 
we have the chance now nowadays to reach so many more people with, with exactly which is, which exactly. is a, a massive plus and uh yeah this is terrific don i appreciate it so much great to hear your story man and hear uh what you've done where you've been where we are now and uh it was awesome man thank you well i appreciate it so much thank awesome. you so much for having me i i I appreciate you. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. Till next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one and only Chris D out of Toronto, Ontario with Clear Cut Fitness. What's going on, Chris? How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I like that you went with the Chris D. That's what most people go with. My last name's a little bit <laughs> Yeah. If you want to pronounce it, you go ahead, but I don't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't even go with it. DM and Tacos. The M and Tacos. I know that for next time. I appreciate you being here, Chris. We're excited to have you on. And uh, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Clear Cut, you know, um, first, why don't you tell us a little about how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Um, yeah, so basically we describe ourselves as a private personal training and small group training gym. Uh, we're by appointment only and we're a results-based gym, essentially. Um, and in terms of what actually what got us started, um, I never thought I would be a gym owner. That was not my intention. Um, coming out of studying exercise science, I, I just wanted to be the best trainer I could be. And I loved personal training. And I loved the fact that, you know, I was able to get my first couple of clients really good results. It felt great um, for obviously myself and, and them. And I just kind of worked up one gym and then got uh, became the head trainer at a, at a different gym uh worked for equinox i'm sure i'm sure you guys know equinox um and then eventually i i landed myself at a head trainer position at a, at a place called bomb fitness and uh that place was great i i had a couple ideas of how i could really make their personal training department thrive and um, they decided to go in a direction that chose more of the large group training. So I just kind of thought, you know what, why don't I just take this idea and run with it myself? So I did. Wow. That's awesome, man. Quite a story. You got a lot of experience though. I love that. And, and so, uh, to dive deeper into clear cut here. Um, let me ask you this, Chris, how, how many members are you guys at currently? Uh, we have about a hundred active clients. Um, again, right. There's no, like it's by appointment only. So there's no open floor time, stuff like that. So some people do have other gym memberships. Um, what we've been loving through COVID is we actually have encouraged some of the online training as well. We're still doing it now for some people and it's working out really well. Um, having said that, we kind of encourage them to get some sort of at-home setup, whether it's adjustable dumbbells or a bunch of resistance bands or a, a bench, something that they can supplement uh, personal training with at home for one extra workout a week if if they need it. Gotcha. No, that's awesome. That's all. I love the versatility there. And, and so, 
I'll use myself as an avatar, so there's no bias here. So if I came in to clear cut and I'm like, hey, Chris, man, I'm ready to rock, like get me in. And I wanted to get started. Um, what would I have to pay to then become a member? Uh, so we always start off with an intro package, which is three sessions for 200, 210 bucks Canadian uh, plus tax. And that we're upfront about it. We're just like, this is so that you can make sure you like everything that's going on with the gym and with your trainer before diving into a, a full program. Right. And, you know, to see results, it usually takes two, three months um, for short term and then long term can be six months plus depending on the goal, depending on the, on the person, right? So that's like the low barrier entry point to get people in and, you know, they always end up loving it. I don't know if, I don't know if we've ever had one person that hasn't uh, continued to, to buy a package after the three sessions, right? Um, yeah, so that works pretty well. Yeah, that's great. And, and so now for you guys, I mean, I don't know how, how much maybe a difference or not, um, but, in your experience, what has been your best practice or your best methods to find new clients? Um, my business partner and I uh, talk about this a lot. Um, she really loves going the social media route and she's great with it. I'm not the best with it. I'm a lot better at the old school, old, old school, like the five years ago. <laughs> The five method yeah. of like writing a blog that that has something to do with what our target market uh, wants wants to know or wants to learn or wants to get better at, and then just blasting it on any form of media that we have, and then also using Google Ads to um, to make sure that it, that we're pretty much at the top of the list when people are searching that type of stuff, and that that works really well for me. Um, but for Shannon, she she does really well connecting with people on on uh, social media, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say not too old school there, but yeah, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> and again, great versatility. I, I see that you, you're you're definitely willing to go down different avenues, which is awesome because I think. Um, you're kind of making sure that all ends are covered. And I think when you can do that, um, it obviously brings you the most opportunity, which is obviously why you're at in the triple figures in, in terms of clients. So um, good stuff there. Good stuff there, Chris, seriously. And, and so um, now let's use this as in a hypothetical way, right? So if there was unlimited traffic and you could have endless leads here, right? Um, and, you know, again, hypothetically speaking, what would that maximum capacity of, of clients you could even handle look like for you guys how much higher can you go from where you're at now we can probably like it would be tough but maybe almost double it like we've we've done the numbers obviously and we'll, what would make sense is if we had about 600 personal training hours in our gym in a month uh, that would be having all of the busiest time slots filled up so let's say like 6 a.m to noon and then uh, a couple of evening times so it's like five six seven or, or something like that ha having that full um full the way that our gym works is we have six uh pretty much identical stations that have power racks and everything or each station is a power rack with whatever you need barbells dumbbells bands chains all that type of stuff um and about an eight foot squared or sorry eight foot by eight foot area for that individual to to work out in so if you think about it like we can have six people going on at once max and then times that by however many hours in in, in the day would be realistic to have those people in there so uh, yeah so uh our best our best month pre-covid so I, I should probably actually um go a little bit a little bit back here so 
originally ClearCut in when I started in 2015 was just for me and my clients one-on-one in a much smaller location. Then we expanded in 2019, uh, March 2019, into this bigger location. Um, and basically, when we made the expansion, we decided to to change things up and to kind of blast getting more people in here. So we were able to build up in one year, our first year um, from, you know, 2019 to when COVID hit, basically, it was March to March, we were able to work up to 450 hours a month, which we were happy with, and still aiming to get 600. Um, Now, post COVID, we started back again at around 200 to 250 a month. And now we're at at about 350. So we're still not back to our pre-COVID level, but every month we're growing and we're getting closer to that. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, that's, that's great stuff. The fact that you can overcome that. I mean, that adversity there, you can overcome that. There's nothing else you can't handle, Chris. That's awesome stuff there. And, um, you know, uh, and I guess this is always a good question. It may, maybe it may be a little tough to put into words, but I'm, I'm sure you can, if anybody can, you definitely can from what I've seen so far, you're, you're on point, Chris, I'll tell you that. Um, you know, so walk me through, uh, the, the client journey. How about that? Yeah. So, if I came in again, I'll use myself as the avatar again. Excuse me. If I came in and I'm like, hey, like, Chris, you know, I, I like what you have going on. I did the trial, but I'm not so sure. You know, walk me through the sales process and then the onboarding uh, of someone who, who's maybe not super interested, but also like they're in, they're not, they just seem to be sold a little bit, right? So, to see a little more value. Um, walk me through, I guess, that process to them being onboarded. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's cool. Um, so off the bat, we do things a little bit differently. So all of our funnels lead into an online application form. Uh, it's not too long, but it's also long enough that you really want to, you really want to be interested, uh, if you're going to submit an application, (laughs) (laughs) right? So from there, personally, myself or my business partner, Shannon, uh, will reach out to them, chat a little bit more. Wow. And yeah, and, and then from there, we will get them into the gym for a consult and show them how the gym works and give them some examples. Um, we usually don't do any exercise off the bat, but sometimes if it's like, um, for example, one of my one of my specialties is, is low back rehab. So you all frequently get people coming in who have tried everything, you know, Cairo, physio, a different personal trainer, and it's kind of helped, but not that much. So for me to show them my worth, I'll get them quickly on the floor. I'll be like, Hey, let's do this quick little test, quick little assessment, quick little exercise or two within 15 minutes. Oh, you feel a little bit better. Okay. Boom. So now imagine what, what months of sessions with us is going to do to you. Right. Um, And then that, that usually does it right there. And we're, we're pretty transparent. Like if the gym's not for them, then we just say, Hey, like there's these options. There's so many gyms around us. We're the only personal training specific one, but there's CrossFit gym, there's an F45, there's two big box gyms. There's a Muay Thai gym with a little weight area too. So, you know, there's, there's no shortage of gyms around us. Nice. Nice. I love the sense of exclusivity there. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, you have to apply to make sure you fit in with us, even though essentially, obviously not the case, but obviously they're, they're either kind of 
eliminating themselves so they don't fill it out at that point. And then you're like, okay, cool. Like, well, they're, they're spending the time to do that. They must be pretty interested. <laughs> so exactly. That's, exactly. A, that's a, big, uh, a big kicker for, for a lot of the listeners. I, I love that you mentioned that part there, Chris. Seriously, great stuff. I learned, um, I learned that from uh, from John Goodman. So he 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 helped me out years ago before he even had the um, OTA certification thing. Oh yeah 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 um, yeah yeah. And I always found that thing that worked really well. So I'm like, okay, you know, don't don't uh, you know, well, how does the saying go? Uh, don't fix it if it's not broke or whatever. Yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't fix it if it's not broken. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, I hope take the words out of my mouth, man. That's awesome. <laughs> And so um, now this is it's a little bit of a lengthy question here. So if you need to repeat anything, by all means, let me know. Um, but definitely a good question. It's kind of a good way to, to self-reflect and, and almost put yourself in the interview seat and interview yourself. Um, so, you know, uh, in, in the fitness and gym industry, especially, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is obviously your marketing. You have your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, probably initial lead gen, because it's not that we don't get it. We, we obviously do, but we can handle more. So, uh, and a retention, our retention rate is amazing. That's what, that's what we praise all of our trainers for. Everyone's at around 90% or above retention rate. And that's obviously huge. Um, and in terms of acquisition, even once we get a lead who's interested in the gym, selling them is not, is not usually a problem. Uh, it's just getting more, more actual quality leads. You know, uh, we've, we've even tried the thing before where, you know, Typical uh, business coaches will reach out or marketing people reach out. Hey, we can get you so many leads with this Facebook uh, thingy and uh, or campaign, let's say. And we've tried it. And the thing is, we got some leads, but they weren't quality leads. I feel like it's different when it comes to very specific personal training because there's a bigger price barrier and it's a more specific audience as opposed to just a general fitness where it's lower barrier, uh, lower price, and people can easily try things. Without yeah. Big, right. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a big point. one. I, I want to just say I appreciate the honesty and transparency because, you know, uh, oftentimes people come on here and, and they want to talk about what the good stuff. Um, and the <laughs> fact that you can admit to that on, on air, especially, is is huge. So thank you for that. Um, but I understand completely. I think um, people undermine the 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 value of lead quality, right? Because people just say, "Oh, I get someone to the door. It's always gonna be quality," but. It's never the case, you know? I mean, you have to understand. It's especially you understand your demographic is the fact that that's what's going to set you aside from a lot of other people. And you know, because at the end of the day, people will will spend their money on things that's important to them, right? The value they see it. And if, if they fit the niche that you provide to, they're going to see the value. But if they don't, they're like, well, that's ridiculous. So and it's, it's a big thing that you understand that, that it's, it's okay, a little barrier entry, sure is great but can you retain them are they going to build a community what's the culture going to be like exactly the demographics so awesome stuff there chris uh, and last two questions for you here uh, which are probably the two best ones um you know for for you and clear cut what's the what's the bigger picture what's the future hold what are you trying to accomplish uh yeah good good question i feel like that's changing all the time uh shannon and i have talked more recently in the past six months do we go the route of 
opening a, another clear cut in a different part of the city. Um, again, knowing the demographic is important, so we'd have to do uh, uh, quite a bit of research before diving into something like that. But that is one option. We're in uh, the east end of, of Toronto uh, on, on the Danforth, Greek town. And, you know, we could go west end, we could go downtown, we could go nor um, North York. So those are options that we've thought about, but we're even thinking one step at a time. The next thing might just be get a separate gym in the same area since we know the demographic and that gym could service all of um, the small group training. And then our current location would stick with all of the personal training because as both of them grow, there are some conflicting time slots where it's like, oh, now this group class is here, which means that only three personal training sessions can go on at a time. And you know it's a good problem to have, but it's not cool because if our niche is personal training, we don't want it to get all jammed in and uh, um, and and limited essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think whatever the goal is, you're going to be successful, man, because you're doing it. you're doing it. I'll tell you that. And uh, and 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 last question here. And I love this question, just kind of hearing perspectives. And, and some people really do take their time. We had one guy who literally walked outside for 10 minutes and came back. <laughs> so, I mean, pondering it as long as you need. So, um, Chris, if you can go back in time to when you first opened the gym and you first started, if you could give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you needed to hear back then, what would that advice be for you? Yeah, you're right. I might need a couple of minutes for this one. <laughs> Definitely a sip of coffee. A <laughs> big time. I mean, I I don't think I could turn it into just one piece of advice. Sure, I'm, fine. Trying to, I'm trying to think back and, and see like, okay, what things did I do right that I was skeptical about? And to kind of tell myself to not be skeptical of, just go in and do it. And then the other thing is I'm trying to think of like something that didn't go well that I thought you know don't don't rush into it i think one thing that's really important and and uh under underlooked is that when you're picking a, a location like it really really matters you know you not only want to pick a good place for for your demographic you also want to pick a good place that can house everything that you want. So planning the gym around the location or, or vice versa is, is very important. And even your relationship um, uh, with your landlord, like our landlord now have a great relationship with the landlord of the original ClearCut Fitness location was a terrible relationship and it ended up like screwing over some of the growth of the gym and costing us a lot more money in the long run. So uh, I feel like that's a very underrated thing that if they're if you're going to do a physical gym location business very important that you don't overlook those aspects well talk about a mic drop <laughs> yeah. awesome Chris. way to close it out here look it's a pretty good place to wrap things up on this episode but before we close out um please chris you know give the viewers a shout out your your instagram facebook website whatever you have where can people find out more about you and clearcut yeah, for sure. So uh, ClearCut Fitness is everything. It's the handle for everything. It's ClearCut Fitness Instagram, ClearCutFitness.com, uh, Facebook. I'm ClearCut Chris on Instagram. Shannon is ClearCut Shan on Instagram. So pretty, pretty simple there. I love it. I love it. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. 
And I genuinely look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested to join and talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. All right, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Ethan Moreau from Gratitude Strength in Hillsboro, Oregon. Ethan, what's up, man? Oh, doing good, buddy. Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Got it. Thank you for joining us here on this Friday, uh, talking fitness, talking gym ownership, talking entrepreneurship. Uh, so let's dive in, man. So newer business, we'll say Gratitude Strength. Uh, if your business was like a story with the end in mind, what are you ultimately trying to create here? with gratitude strength in your community? Yeah, I just see a, a you know, one of the more prominent uh, boxes in the area. There are several around here, um, but you know, in terms of having like a, a number in mind for members, um, you know, somewhere around like 150, 200 members, yeah. Um, yeah. just for class and things like that. Like right now we're chilling at about a 2000 square foot, um, least spot here uh it's great i love it we we moved up from uh half that size just to kind of see how it would start going and once it started gaining traction and going um my investors were you know yeah let's we need to grow past this we've kind of reached the top of this one and so the idea will be to go to a close to a four thousand square foot place at some point around here with like you know 200 ish members um you know a handful of trainers just contracted to use the space uh, to a point to where I might not need to be here as often doing some stuff like that, but really yeah. just looking to, you know, make a positive impact of people, sure. um, serve your community as best you can through these things and just make a place that people feel, you know, safe and welcome and, um, you know, want to be a part of and just reap the benefits of fitness, you know, as it's done for me in my life. So that's, awesome. that's, those are my goals, man. Yeah, man. I love it. All, all great goals. And I think uh, what we do is like super unique and able to really impact people's lives in such a positive way, right? Like and through, through fitness, through lifting weights, through all this stuff, good nutrition practices, all this stuff. Now with your physical space, Ethan, right now it's 2000 square feet, right? When you guys yeah. pick this spot, what, what was kind of going through your mind? Um, I know with CrossFit gyms, we need garage doors are cool to have the big doors, parking, high ceilings, running space potentially probably a few other things i'm forgetting but uh when you guys picked the space is that kind of the vibe you have what was in your mind when you went and picked it even from like a capacity standpoint 
hundred percent. Yeah. We have two bay doors. And so that's amazing. Um, yeah. we have a place to go run around. We're actually in a business park. That's in a, an amazing location. Um, like I mentioned, there are a handful of CrossFits in the area. Yep. Most of them are about a mile and a half, two miles away. Um, okay. and so, yeah, I mean, like it's not far, but at the same time, it's, it's, far enough to kind of hash out our little spot and so yeah. location in terms of like convenience to and from places like intel which are right down the street here yeah. um we're, we're big and so for us to have found this spot with really no other gyms like us in this business park was pretty amazing um so we moved within the same business park um to have kind of the same amenities a bigger space obviously was the the chief concern there but sure. we have the high ceilings the bay doors um yeah. shoot there's a park if you go right down the block here you can get on a park to a really long trail if you want nice. to nice. and really get some you know a change of scenery and stuff if you wanted yeah. to do that um weather here permitting is not great for running all the time. Right. Um, so we haven't been doing a ton of that, but it's uh, right around the corner. It should be a little bit nicer. And these guys can expect to be outside a little more, but the growth, you know, it was, um, it made sense. And it was just something that we always knew we were going to do. And, you know, we know we're going to do again, moving forward and just uh, waiting to figure out when that, um, when that number, you know, comes along and, um, you know, hopefully it's not far from this area because convenience is a big part of it. You know, if you have to drive, like a mile and a half two miles out of the way whatever's go. next best thing right here is going to be yeah. where i'm going thousand percent yeah it's, it's definitely unique in that regard now you mentioned there's a few other crossfits kind of in your area there what would you say makes you guys unique i i like that crossfit doesn't put like a uh, territory on the affiliates you know, i think uh yeah i think competition is good i'm sure you've been to many crossfits they're, they're definitely all different you know and i think it comes from like yeah. the, owner, the leadership ownership kind of trickles down so what ethan makes you guys unique from like any other real CrossFit? I've been doing this for, I've been training and coaching for about 10 years. Um, I did the same thing at another gym. We weren't an affiliate at the time, but it was ran the same, um, same class styles and schedules and stuff. Like I have a USAW coach, uh, sports performance coaching cert from USAW, uh, a level two from CrossFit. I've worked with a lot of good trainers, um, a lot of good coaches and, um, like I'm a pretty humble guy, but I'm pretty good at what I do when it comes to doing this right. stuff. Right. I really love it. And I think that that shows passion is something that you can't mistake or that you can't right. fake really. And I've been to other gyms. I've seen other coaches and stuff and um, good at what they do. But uh, when it comes to just personability, um, I believe you're going to get a lot of that here. And then just um, kind of what we're doing maybe changing a little bit of what crossfit has done in the past i know right. it kind of has a reputation for being a little soft you know um, people kind of think oh you're crossfit um you know 20 minute wads 30 minute wads right. and things right. like that we kind of do a little bit more of a strength-based um approach to it where they're typically like two strength portions of the hour yep. and then a shorter wad that we do most every day so i think it's appealing in that regard because um you know, you still get the the high intensity, the class stuff, right. the community of it. But I kind of kid with them. I'm like, we like to look like we work out, you know. And so yeah, it's kind yeah. of they they chuckle, they laugh. They've been a part of other crossfits oh, before, yeah. and they know yeah. it's different. And um, I think that has a lot to do with it. So you know, we'll find out tomorrow. We get down there and, and compete. You know, there it's you um, hopefully we do more than just look good down there. So <laughs> hey, hey man, like, sometimes it's cool just to be like the like, to look like you're the best. You know, like not yeah. Like, not go through the hell of like all these crazy wads. Like, uh, but no, I totally hear what you're saying, man. And like, uh, 
Yeah, two two questions for you there. I do think that well, one, I know you recently affiliated with CrossFit. What was your reasoning uh, that you guys decided to do that? I think it's going to be a better route to travel if you want to be benefiting from a little bit more of a passive income, especially from an yeah. owner standpoint. Okay. If we continue to be the uh, studio. I guess is what you call it, or a strength conditioning club. Right. Uh, you're going to get a little bit more of the PT, which is great. I love training. It's it's awesome. And it's a lot more money right. um, per person, but it's also more time. And that's just why yeah. it's more money. And so if I can just know I have to be here three classes every day from this time to this time, that just frees up a lot more space. And sure. um, a lot of the gyms in the area that do stick around are CrossFits, you know, so I've seen yep. several gyms that aren't or that didn't make that jump or daily affiliate, be it because they don't have the knowledge base or the experience, um, you know, or the confidence to try to teach that stuff to people. Um, they haven't survived. And, and I think that there's something to be said about being a CrossFit. They just kind of have staying power. People, yep. you know, they, they, they want that. If that's what they're looking for, that's what they want. And uh, those people are typically a little bit more committed yeah. and um, you know, they know what they're getting themselves into. And that's, that's what I like. You know, I like to really get after it and um, I'm kind of a masochist myself. And so when it comes to having people come in and hurt and sweat, like I, I get a lot of joy out of that. There you go, man. Yeah. I love it. And uh, I saw, I think on your Facebook or Instagram, you got Murph coming up here in about a week or so. So like speaking of masochistic workouts, yeah yeah that's number one man my, of suffering yeah oh my god yeah that that was like i love love the workouts just super hard right but a fun good event for the community if all the members come out it's a really fun event and that's i think another plus of a crossfit affiliate is these cool events we get to put on uh that 100%. most places the most places can't do right so so you with with a successful business i think we have to check like three boxes right any industry but like for fitness here one, we need to uh, solve a problem, which I think we already alluded to, health, fitness in the community, make, making community, getting people healthier, fitter, stronger, all that good stuff. Part yeah. two of that is like the model, um, viable model, which we already also kind of touched on. CrossFit, yeah. group class, PT model, and you're trying to go more towards that group model at, at slowly, right? Yeah, I mean, I love coaching. Um it's, it's definitely where I feel most comfortable, um, what I look forward to much uh, most. Um, I don't mind training people. I really like it, especially kind of like older people. Like I yep. love training seniors and stuff. That's so rewarding um, just with what you can help somebody with, with their just quality of life and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mostly would like to try to get to a class situation where it could afford me a, you know, a little bit of time off. Like I've been grinding really hard this last year and a half, two years. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, before up, I think right up until January this year, I was working a full time job uh, at Whole Foods Plus, getting this business off the oh, ground. Wow. So I was okay. getting up at three in the morning, starting work at four, getting off at eleven thirty, coaching class at twelve, working yeah. out, training, coaching class at five for like close to a year. It was very brutal. So I'll be yeah, looking man, I forward to yeah. reaping the benefits of that. For sure, I can relate. Yeah, I worked at a golf course when I first opened my first CrossFit. Same thing, four a.m leave there, work all weekend at the golf course, just kill yourself. And then like, yeah, try to function. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's part of, the, part of the struggle of entrepreneur. Right. So like with this freed up time, man, um, what would you, where, what would you like to do with that, with that time? Obviously not having to work, uh, at Whole Foods anymore, which is obviously awesome. 
um, even though I get a cool little discount, which it's nice. For it's not food. bad. No, I, I haven't been back since I lost that discount. <laughs> I know it's, and that adds up quick. That's for sure. They know my name at all, which is kind of scary. So, uh, but, um, so yeah, free time. What would that allow you to do? Focus on business growth. Give yourself a little bit of a rest midday. What would you do at that time? Probably. It's a good question. I want to say just vacation or something like that. That's a yeah. easy enough answer, but, um, you know, try to find ways to continue to grow. Like you mentioned before, growth is what it's all about. So yep. that's just going to free up some time for me to try to start expanding in another direction. Yep. Um, it, it's been kicked around, but like, well, what about another location? Right. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like a real pain in the ass and a <laughs> lot of questions and things yep. and I'd have to kind of be here and there, but um, there are, you know, opportunities outside of there where there could be like another branch of gratitude strength that maybe just the studio where we just um contract trainers to use the yeah. space if it's somewhere in the same area which is a just valuable in and of its uh, convenience right. um so something like that just trying to find another way to 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 create some influence and um help people you know just just help people and serve the community and so that's another way i think that that, that could be a possibility just looking for another ways to to grow sure. um that could be a sustainable thing so yeah, I think that's a great way to do it and a great focus because, listen, man, if, if we're busy coaching all day, we just don't have the energy to do much else. Like, you know, like coaching seven, eight class a day, PT, uh, waking up. Trying to work out yourself. Yeah, throwing a workout there because it keeps us sharp and, like, obviously we love doing it. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get worn down and can get burnout definitely super quick. So, yeah, to have some time to focus on on the business and not work in the business, I think is massively important to, to growth, right? For sure. So like, with that being said, man, marketing needs to have a viable marketing plan and strategy to get these people in the door. You know, like people see all these CrossFits. I think a lot of people maybe don't know the difference between like CrossFit A and CrossFit B and CrossFit C yeah. in a town. So how, what is your guys' marketing strategy like right now, Ethan? It's a great question. Um, we have been struggling with that. Uh, and it's kind of, we're not really sure exactly where to start with some things. Like we we're lucky to have Intel right down the street over here, yeah. which employs tens yeah. of thousands of people who make a lot of money and they, um, you know, they, they value physical fitness. And so that's another sure. thing where, you know, we're pretty lucky in that regard, but um, you know, outside of just like Instagram, trying to make some contents, whether it be educational right. content or just something that's cool and just seeing some of that stuff. Um, that's been a big, big, just priority for us and trying to make sure that we have a presence on, on there. Yeah. Uh, I've had some business cards. I put some stuff out at like some of the local coffee shops, just like corkboard things like that, trying to get yeah. just some physical stuff out. Yeah. Um, we've got, we've got a monument sign out front here. That's got the GSC logo on it yeah. right there. So that's, yeah, nice. that's what we got out there. It's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, and I mean, we've been kicking around trying to find some ways to streamline that, but on, on a whole, I think we have struggled there a little bit, okay. um, but most of what we have generated so far is word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. I've been a trainer right around the corner at a uh, just a box gym, like a yeah. 24 type of thing, but not quite right. as big, um, and so I have had a number of clients that uh, have come with me from over there who have known people. And so just trying to like get everybody back in here from that yeah. has been tremendous and um, really beneficial. Cause like you said, like uh, whether or not somebody is going to always train with you, 
Right. Um, is one thing, but if they are, they're going to come back to you, you know, so yeah. whether or not somebody's always training is different, but if they do decide they're going to come and train with you, you're their guy. Definitely. So Definitely. that's, that's been a big part of that. Um, but just still trying to figure out what exactly is the best way to market. Like I said, it's pretty saturated around here. So yeah, exactly. Um, just to stand out somehow or another and convince people, you know, it's just right. like, it's, you want to be here to hurt and sweat with us. Come on. It's fun. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes we have to be like super active and like, like drag them in like figuratively, not literally, yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes literally, but like, yeah, it's like, and like you said, it's a flooded market. So like, yeah, marketing obviously is a skill. There's like, it's like doing a snatch or clean and jerk or muscle up, you know, it's another yeah. skill for sure. And there's takes practice. Yeah, man. And using like these platforms, like obviously Facebook, Instagram, TikTok is now huge with CrossFits and the fitness in general. Um, Really? The algorithms change by the minute almost, you know, so it's yeah. always different. But uh, yeah, do you, is there a specific strategy you, got, strategy you guys have right now for like the social media side of the business or is it more of an organic kind of outreach thing? Um, we're starting to work on a few more like um, kind of like educational things in terms yeah. of trying to, oh, it's like, okay, so you won't necessarily come here to to see me coach well i'll just come to you i'm gonna pop up on your phone and i'm gonna coach right. you via and then and then from there people will say oh that makes sense you know uh, what he says resonates with me these things are right. valuable pieces of information whether i've heard them before or you know whether this guy talks since i think that's helpful to just kind of like bring the product to them yeah, for sure um rather than and then having you know showcasing the spot we have here which um i think we've done a really nice job with uh and so with even some other the CrossFits in the area, um, I think there's, we, we kind of stand out in just in terms of, um, you know, our appearance and then, um, yeah. yeah, just kind of our philosophy on, on training. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Man. No, I was on a website. The place looks awesome. Double bays are a huge thing. I, you open them up, especially once it gets warm out. I'm not Oh man. It's so I'm much stoked. Fun. Yeah. Best for me i told him in connecticut man it's gonna be 97 here tomorrow which is insane wow i mean that's totally out of the norm but it's almost too hot but it's i'll take that over like three degrees any day of the week man but uh 100%. yeah so yeah the marketing is a big deal social media showing what we have now with the retention side of things now what do you guys do ethan to keep members engaged when they're not in the gym with you, you guys i know you have a competition tomorrow you're going to so events like that we have Murph coming up. Any other events that you guys do like scheduled out to have people get being more engaged in the gym, even like non-workout stuff? Yeah, we um, we did a Christmas party here, uh, kind of decorated the gym, put some lights yeah. up and stuff. And so that was really good. We're trying to get together like a game night coming up yeah. here. One of yeah. these nights where people can just come in here and, um, you know, just play games and hang out, uh, socialize right. outside of the formal, okay, here we are to here, hit the rowers, stretch, get your stuff. Yeah. Um, and so you can kind of start to create a fabric of your, your community there in that regard. Uh, as far as any other events, um, nothing really yet. This will be our second, our second competition that we've participated in. So um, that's always a really good boost for morale and just you can feel the cohesion once that happens and everybody's like, you know, oh, you remember well, that time we did the thing and it was great and, you know, we all hurt real bad. And, and then so then you're, you, you start to form like a, you know, like a brotherhood in that regard or yeah. a sisterhood. And so it's um, super fun, you know, just to be able to, to, sure. to, to, to watch those, you know, attitudes blossom and then see people 
when they walk in the door the first time kind of complain about things or just whine about blah 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 and then six months later you know their asses are carved out of wood it's like (laughs) I did that you know and so that's I, I appreciate that a lot about it as well. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And like the, the competition part, obviously a big part of CrossFit, you know, and uh, what's the name of this competition tomorrow? It's called the Slaughterfest. So it's... Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. Right there, man. <laughs> for yeah, sure. Terrific name. Yeah I, yeah, I used to be big into that, man. We, we used to put on a ton of competitions in our gym too. Another, you know, obviously they're fun, but can be another good revenue stream to increase in our yeah. revenue. Like, you know, we did four a year, one a quarter. And equal to basically like another month of memberships. That's how it equaled out. Do you guys do anything either or planning to do anything to like increase your average revenue per member? I know right now PT is usually good to do that. Yeah. Um, but if we're going to back off that a little bit and get people in classes, do you have like nutrition programs, supplements, like merchandise, clinics, anything like that you're going to yeah, do or, or thinking about? That's interesting. Um, we have shirts and like some hats and stuff that we've been yeah. selling. Um, I'm not sure how much money we make on that stuff because we actually make them ourselves. My co-owner has a cricket, and so he has a sweatshop, we call it, in his backyard where he makes these hoodies and stuff. So um, some of that stuff, um, yeah. But as far as any clinics or anything like that, uh, hadn't really considered that yet. Um, Is that something that you usually do? like a drop-in fee for or how does that to yeah so we out? did like so we did weightlifting clinics like nutrition clinics uh a bunch yeah like 20 bucks 25 bucks a person that sort of thing okay. we also hosted events like i know you said you're usaw certified we had like certs at the gym where we hosted what is it, sports performance coach right i think they changed the name a few years ago but is it called the sports performance coach or whatever the service um, for USAW? I, yeah, I think yeah, it was a USAW sports performance coach. Yeah. yeah they, they had changed it a few years back to, it was something else, but yeah, whatever it was. That's what it was when I had it. So, I mean, like yeah, it's lapsed it. since, but like, I didn't forget that stuff. Yeah. But, so we, yeah, we hosted yeah. that a few times, hosted a lot of weightlifting comps, CrossFit comps, clinics. Yeah. Weightlift in-house weightlifting clinics. Yeah. We charge 25 bucks, but it's, you get 20 people, strongman clinics, flipping top. Yeah tire how to carry a yoke you know it's just fun stuff that you know definitely as we grow like people love it man it's just something different and fun and people love people love coming to our gyms because it gets out of the house you're like you know especially nowadays i feel like people are longing for that community you know and it's just like there's not many places to go besides work and a lot of people work remote you know like so like just nice to get out of the house man like which is awesome so yeah, I definitely recommend doing that stuff for sure, man. Now, like, goal-wise, let's manifest some goals here. I know we talked earlier about bigger spot, maybe two spots, maybe just a bigger spot and, like, maximizing that spot. If you can pick one thing, Ethan, like, the next year, your vision for the next year with Gratitude Strength, where would you guys like to be, what is it, end of May 2023? Yeah, I would definitely like to be in our uh, final location. I think yeah. – when we do move again, I know it will be, it's going to be like the best place or be yeah. perfect. And I never want to have to do it again because right. like pumping this floor rubber is the worst. Oh, oh. And so that is yeah. the worst thing ever. That rubber flooring is a nightmare. I will never do that I'm, again because of that. It's I'm really terrible. good at it now. So, it's um, so bad. yeah, I've had to do, yeah. So I definitely yeah. don't want to have to do that too much more, but I, oh. I would love to see us in our final location um, by that time. This place is great. It's just not quite to where I see us going and, and right. this the potential that we have, you know, um, closer to a 
60 members, something like that, yeah. 60, 80 members. That'd be great. Um, have a couple of, a uh, couple of trainers contracted. So just being, you know, paying a percentage or a flat rate or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that those things are pretty feasible. And I think some of those trainer, like looking at trainers and trying to get them in here, people who might not even have a, a, a CF one or anything to just right. utilize the space. And so the space can make money while we're not actually working it, you know, right. so it's kind yeah. of like, that's, that's right. what we want. And some of those people could be in here after hours and right. you'd never right. know that they were here. They were just $500 right. just dropping in your thing once in a yeah, while. So, so a couple things like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're through a lot of the hard part, just trying to make sure we're retaining people, like you mentioned before, with um, some outreach and just ways to keep people engaged whenever they're yeah. not here. So, yeah, I'd like to be in a different location, making more money, obviously, more clients, um, more members, more trainers. Yeah, man. I love it. I think it's definitely possible. Sky's the limit. You know, uh, I can tell you're super passionate about this, and I love the CrossFit model. I think it can appeal to a lot of people. And, uh, Always exciting, man, talking to a newer CrossFit affiliate. I love it, man. So, uh, Ethan, I think it's an awesome place to wrap this up. Man, where can the listeners check you out, social media, website? Where can we check you out and follow, follow your story? Oh, yeah, we're at uh, Gratitude Strength CF. Uh, at, that's um, Instagram, so at Gratitude Strength CF. Uh, website is www.gratitude-strength.com, I believe. Uh, it'll have a link on the Instagram there for you. And you can check us out there, but please do um, some, some good educational videos by myself and, um, you know, just watching us get down and just check out our awesome spot. Beautiful. I love it, man. Uh, Ethan, I appreciate your time today, man. I wish you the best of luck. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. Until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.